must we associate feelings with every everything? I mean, it's fashion now. It's clothes. Yeah, and but they're like, no, this is my personality. This is my brand. This is everything, and it has to represent great, great, wonderful all the communities. Go cry in your support closet in your Abercrombie clothes and your Abercrombie catalog. <laughs> with Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. Welcome to our pop culture segment. It's been a minute, but we're back. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about Abercrombie. What? What? (laughs) So if you don't know, I'm sure you do, if you watch our channel and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that, or X, whatever it's called, Peyton and I love clothes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do we? We love clothes. Our therapist is literally like, (laughs) is online shopping. Yes. Retail therapy, baby. Retail therapy is a real thing. And we partake. We add to cart. Yes. Add to cart immediately. (laughs) Um, What we were going to do for this episode was compare and contrast old-fashioned ads from the 90s, some from the 80s versus now. And I'm sure a lot of you are aware of the changes we've seen in the most recent years in campaigns. Um, and if you're a guy and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. A campaign is um, essentially something that a fashion brand or an apparel brand would put out seasonally um, to promote and advertise whatever is going to be in that line. So Abercrombie has changed drastically from the type of models and the image that they used to put out there in the 90s versus now. And we just find that so very interesting. And so to get this started, we kind of have to go back and do a little bit of a history lesson with Abercrombie. And if you're like, oh my God, boring, it's actually really interesting. (laughs) So Abercrombie was founded in 1892 in New York City by David T. Abercrombie. And it started as an elite outfitter of sporting and excursion goods. So this was like expensive shotguns, fishing rods, fishing boats, and tents. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. In 1976, uh, Abercrombie filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and closed its New York flagship store. And in 1978, Oshman's Sporting Goods bought the name for $1.5 million cheap. Could you imagine trying to buy Abercrombie now? And relaunched the company as a mail-order retailer specializing in hunting wear and novelty items and opened retail stores in Beverly Hills, Dallas, and New York City. So it's just interesting to see and hear and read that Abercrombie was a sporting goods retailer before they were anything else. In 1998, Oshman's sold the, the brand to The Limited, which is a parent company to other brands like Victoria's Secret, if you're a girl my age, limited to, um, and then shifted Abercrombie's focus to young adults and was later spun off as a separate publicly traded company and eventually grew into one of the largest apparel firms in the U.S. Um, this is where we experienced a little bit of drama in 2013. Well, actually before this, the former CEO, Mike Jeffries, was quoted saying, we want, a, we want to market to cool, good-looking people 
We don't market to anyone other than that. Not a good thing to probably say, but if you know your market and you know what your um, line is, I don't see anything wrong with saying that. It's also interesting to look back, and I just remember going through the mall when I was in high school, and it was like Hollister and Amber Combi were the stores yep. that had naked, like literally yes. guys with their shirt off yeah. standing outside the yeah. store. And like they would... Spraying all, the cologne. Spraying the cologne. <laughs> like you couldn't see in there because the lights, you still can't see the lights are yeah. so dark. But And all their sizes were so small. Like everything was uh-huh. low rise. It was like a very sexy look. The shortest shorts are like, obviously thin people had to shop there because they just didn't have any, they didn't make anything for curvy gals. Yeah. Um, and they made everything very like sexy and chic and they obviously targeted a certain demographic. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and Mike Jeffries, the former CEO, he stepped down in 2013 due to that comment and investors calling for his dismissal, citing poor performance due to poor leadership and Abercrombie's growing irrelevance with its core demographic. Uh, that's not to mention his history of making public statements about the exclusivity of the brand when it comes to plus size shoppers. Uh, the company shares surged 7.3% following the letter's publication. This is from fashionista.com. Um, so their rebrand. So we just kind of touched on the fact that they didn't really have a whole lot of apparel made for plus size um, or just bigger people in general. And so in 1988 to 1999 is when we saw what we know as Abercrombie. So in these years, Abercrombie took to rebranding itself into a more youthful, preppy apparel company with an outdoorsy theme that stuck to its original roots. Uh, They shifted to woven shirts, denim skirts, cargo shorts, wool sweaters, polo shirts that we know, you know, the guys used to wear two polo shirts with the collars popped. I don't know if you had any douchebags that did that at your high Mm -hmm. school with puka shell necklaces, Um, polo shirts and t-shirts. And the price tags were something that a teenager would never be able to afford. I mean, the t-shirts were like, what? $40 Forty to fifty dollars yeah, for a t-shirt. For like some t-shirt that says Amber Combie and Fitch on it. Yeah. So lame. Yeah. But back in the day, they were so cool. They were so cool. And throughout the 90s is when they started to see a huge gain in their profit, making $85 million in 1992, $111 million in 93, $165 million in 94. And the turning point came from their marketing campaign. So we come back to that word, campaign. They hired out a photographer known for his beefcake style of photos. You see where I'm going with this, if you know Abercrombie. Bruce Weber. Uh, so he he was hired out to do the, the photo shoots for Abercrombie and their campaigns. And he kind of made Abercrombie what we know to be Abercrombie, which is why we're here talking about this. So the beefcake photos from the 90s that progressed into the 2000s is what really launched Abercrombie's success in marketing to young people. You walked by the store, you saw the hot naked guys on the back wall. I mean, I went in there just to look at the wall. Yeah. (laughs) I knew I couldn't afford anything in there. I just wanted to go look at the wall. Yeah. It was like very aesthetic. It was like the cool kids. Yeah. 
And yeah, again, it's like the hot models. Everyone that was, everyone that worked at those stores was hot. They didn't have an ugly person in that store. And that was part of their hiring process. Yeah, like they actually genuinely, yeah. it, they did what you're not supposed to do and they hired people based on looks. Mm-hmm. You had to look skinny. You had to be hot. They didn't have anyone ugly working there because they needed people to promote the yeah. brand, yeah. which and, was hot, sexy beach gals. And as as messed up as that is, it worked. It worked. It it, it worked. Um, so the beefcake style photos from the nineties that progressed into the two thousands. Um, the fashion photography not only appealed to young women but also to young men and the gay community. Uh, you had models like Channing Tatum, Ashton Kutcher, Olivia Wilde, Heidi Klum, and so many other celebrities that we know today that modeled for Abercrombie at some point. But the one thing that these people all had in common was what? They Just were, being they hot. They were hot. Being hot. They were really hot. And honestly, like what they say is true, unfortunately, sex sells. This yeah. is in every industry. They In car industry, in alcohol, sex sells. Like yeah. to have someone sexy on the cover of a magazine. Bud Light back in the day knew this because they, they would sell. Yeah, they would have girls in bikinis yeah. with a beer. Like what does a naked girl have to do with a beer? Nothing. Nothing. But sex sells. And unfortunately, yeah. there is such a thing as beauty. And there is like what, I, I forgot what the saying is, but like we all know what beauty looks like. Yeah. And we all have an eye for it. And we'll be like, that is like, we all understand what sexy looks like. And yeah. it does sell. You're more attracted to that. It is biological. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. But if we fast forward to their most recent rebrand, there is a significant difference, not only in the apparel, but in the campaigns. Mm-hmm. So the line uh, dropped the big logos and the surfer douchey polos. Um, And now they're really catering to more fashionable young women that just want to look cool and look good. There's something, I mean, there's something good. It feels really good when you put on an outfit and you're like, I look good. Um, And I think that's what they're trying to do here. And I actually love where they've gone as a fashion brand. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have so much Abercrombie now. Yeah. Great jeans. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I love, like, besides the political stuff behind it, I love that they are not selling those dang Abercrombie t-shirts anymore. Yeah, they totally dropped that. Yeah, and it's, like, actual, like, so there's, like, a, a big trend that all these, like, fashionistas on the social media talk about, and it's, like, the time capsule look. Like, you want something that's going to be timeless, that's not fast fashion, that you're not just going to go out and buy a T-shirt that says Abercrombie & Fitch on it, yeah. and it's not going to be cute in it's two like years from now. like the Juicy jumpsuits. Yeah, or, like, or you want something suits. that's going to be, like, timeless, like a yeah. white blouse that you're, like, this, you, it's not going to have a date to it. No. So I like that they're gearing more towards that, getting away from that fast fashion, cringy look, putting their logo on everything, and more just, like, simple and timeless. I'm sure it'll come back eventually. Everything does. Mm, I hope not. In 2021, the company took to TikTok and used social first marketing to showcase their rebranding through influencers of all sizes. So this is from Teen Vogue. This is, quote, over the past few years, we've been laser focused on listening to our customers and TikTok has been the perfect platform for fostering that communication. This is Carrie Collins Krug, 
Abercrombie's brand senior vice president and head of marketing. She said, we watch the reviews in halls of our products. We take notes of how people describe the quality and fit. There's an authenticity innate to TikTok and its entire community that has allowed us to humanize Abercrombie. It's clothes. <laughs> TikToker Celesta stated that she has been a longtime customer of Abercrombie and how she has seen a vast difference in the old Abercrombie versus the new. She said, being Asian American, none of the models looked like me. She said of the early to mid mid-aughts Abercrombie and Fitch, it didn't feel the most inclusive. Abercrombie was selling us this idea of being white, skinny, and beautiful. I've slowly started to see the changes they were making with the clothes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but as unfortunate as it was in the in the 90s, I, I think companies were more comfortable catering to their demographic. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there weren't, you know, Asian girls or Asian boys out there wanting to see somebody that looked like them in a campaign or they weren't buying Abercrombie. Uh, their demographic was white people. Yeah. And so what made them the most money? Catering to to white people. I mean, hey, if that's where your business goes, sometimes it's just about business. It's just about business. Um, The brand also did a collaboration with Style, Not Sized, to push body positivity. One of the models was quoted saying, it's mind-blowing how much more of you you can show when brands aren't the ones judging and how much society changes when they aren't being told by the industry what is beauty. I don't give a shit about I, any I of that. Don't, I do. I don't either. I'm sorry. There is such a thing as a beauty standard. Yes. Lizzo's, Lizzo's fat. Yes. There are models that are overweight and obese, and that's fine. And like, that, I'm sorry. There's a standard. I refuse to call those women models. No. You're not a model. No. You are, uh, what do you, you are a diverse hire. You're a, di- yeah, you're a, divi- you're a di- diversity hire, but, yeah. and like, you just happen to have a beautiful face. Yeah, you have a pretty face, but you are way overweight. Like, that's not pretty, and it's not pretty that you're killing yourself. Um, fashion is fashion. Like, the beauty of fashion and what has made a supermodel in the past has been this iconic look of, call it like I see it, you, you may hate what I'm about to say, but stick figure. That is what was considered to be beautiful in fashion Um, and sometimes androgynous because it was interesting and fashion is interesting. It's a a creative outlet for people to design clothes and to to design apparel. It's not made to make you feel something when you look at the photos. You feel something when you put the clothes on. Uh, But designers... When, when they're dressing these models, they're looking at how it falls, how it drapes, how, how it fits, how it flows on a skinny model because the visual is more appealing. Yeah. And that's just... That's the facts. That's the facts. We've been influenced over time to, to think what is considered to be beautiful. We've been influenced to think a certain way about what is beauty, what is the beauty standard. And 
to me, seeing a 300-pound woman walk down a runway is not beautiful. No. And everyone knows that. We, even if you say that you accept that that and that you think that's beautiful, you know it's not. No. You know you're just saying that because you think it's inclusive. There's no way. There is a beauty standard. You yeah. know, you know if someone's freaking obese, you're not like, oh my gosh, she's so skinny and she's so like, no, she looks healthy. You know that's not healthy. You're lying. Beauty you're gaslighting. <laughs> Beauty standards now are built on jealousy. Yeah. They're, they're strictly like, built on jealousy. But it's so funny because they'll see someone like overweight and they'll be like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous. Go like, girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and no, I'm sorry. Now you're gaslighting. You know that's not a healthy human being. Yeah. You're supporting that because you don't know what else to say because you feel like you're a rack in a hard place. And if you say something, you're going to be canceled. But that's where we're at in society, I guess. <sighs> so this is another quote from Teen Vogue. Abercrombie today isn't about fitting in, but instead is focused on creating a space where everyone genuinely belongs. That evolution really started in 2017 when Franz... Fran Horowitz took the reins as CEO, and since then, has she has ushered in the spirit of inclusivity and acceptance you see woven throughout the fabric of the company today. I don't care. Make cute clothes. That's all. Yeah, that's. This does not need to be a political campaign. No. It doesn't need to be any more than I'm going into a store buying a pair of jeans, and I don't want anything else with the jeans. No. Just the jeans. Oh, did these jeans come with a hug? Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah, these jeans come with validation. <laughs> no, I don't care. I, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. Then she says, the clothes definitely weren't what you would call inclusive. Millennial customer Ashley Edwards tells Teen Vogue of shopping at Abercrombie in the early days. I remember having to squeeze into their extremely low-rise jeans. Okay, well, first of all, low-rise jeans were the style then. So everyone was squeezing into low-rise jeans, which was not easy for someone who has wider hips. Then don't buy low-rise jeans. The ads were the very opposite of inclusive. Everyone was tall, white, and blonde. Ashton Kutcher's not blonde. She abandoned both the preppy style and the retailer for several years with the brand's more modern, staple-focused offering drew her back in. I love what they're doing and how they're using real looking people in their ads. Inclusivity is so much more than the models you cast for a photo shoot. It also means weaving considerations for gender, body shape, size, height, and ability into your designs. Here's the thing. Cool, yes. When it comes to the actual product, I think all of that is fantastic. I think that you should have, especially if you want to make money, you know, sizes that cater to a a lot more people. But what does the campaign have anything to do with that? Mm -hmm. It's, it's It's a product. Now, on the website, sure, show it on a slimmer girl and then show it on a bigger girl. Mm -hmm. Fine. But what is what does the campaign itself have anything to do with how you feel? Yeah. Everything's about feelings. It's not about business anymore. Businesses aren't just about selling things. They're about also selling you their values and what they think. Yeah. 
And, and what they think is wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more like, I feel like they're just trying to make us feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's entitled to you, their own opinions, but yours is wrong. Yours is wrong. Yeah, that's the difference. So, I would say, like, continue to fit to the everyday average woman. Yeah. That's fine. And as a company, as a brand, because that is how you profit. Mm-hmm. But to push an inclusive agenda behind it is not fashion. And it's the, political. The reason why we can say that this is wrong and we're right is because, I'm sorry, you're promoting something that's killing people. That is one yeah. of the highest, like the number one killer in the U.S., obesity. Yeah. So I'm allowed to say that that's wrong because you're promoting something that is going to lead to, lead to possibly lead to someone's death and the downfall of their health. So I think that's wrong. Just like I don't promote drug dealers selling heroin to people. Yeah. I don't promote people selling obesity to other people. Or trans. Yeah, I don't promote <laughs> doctors selling shit to other people to YouTube. Won't let me say it, but you guys get the point. It's like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to promote something that is going to be the demise of someone. Yeah. We're allowed to promote a healthy lifestyle. And you know what? The shoe falls on the right side of the aisle. Yeah, well... You know, I've I never went into Abercrombie and looked at the the photos or the magazines or the catalogs that would come in and be like, well, I want to look like her. I'm not that skinny. I want to be skinny like her. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's cute. I, I kind of want that. Yeah, it's like I'm selling. <laughs> I'm not buying I'm, it because I like how they look. Yeah, I'm buying it because I like the product. Yeah, I'm buying the product, not the girl that it's on. Yeah. That, that would, would be, be prostitution. That would not be good. <laughs> no. So it's like, why must we associate feelings with every everything? I mean, it's fashion now. It's clothes. Yeah. And but it, they're like, no, this is my personality. This is my brand. This is everything. And it has to represent great, great, wonderful all the communities. Go cry in your support closet in your Abercrombie clothes and your Abercrombie catalog that shows, you know, obese people. And ugly people, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Don't be sorry. Well, I, I'm not I saw one of their most recent campaigns and like there was not a single attractive person in it. And trans people. There's plenty of gay people in fashion. Like, it's just inevitable. I don't care. Like, cool, be gay. Whatever. But like, you're catering to a young demographic and you're showing trans people like there's an agenda here yeah a clear agenda. the wrong agenda the wrong agenda so guys clothes are clothes fashion is fashion and i'm gonna continue to add to cart <laughs> <laughs> bottom line is i'm still buying <laughs> bottom line is i'm still gonna buy the clothes and i'm not gonna get my feelings hurt if there's a fat chick modeling <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, like, I just as like if it's a skinny girl and I'm maybe I'm not like not skinny. I'm like, I don't care. It has no yeah. like that doesn't make me feel so I want what I want. And it's a transaction. Yes. Like I'm giving you money. You're giving me a product. You're not giving me uh, your morals and values that are absolute shit. <laughs> like Could that's not the transaction. If you walked into Abercrombie store and you're like, oh, I love these jeans. I'm going to go buy and go to the cash register. And they're like, <laughs> Did these jeans make you feel inclusive today? Yeah. Did we do our job? Yeah. Do you feel beautiful, do big you and beautiful? Feel big, bold, brave, and beautiful. 
Do you feel like a big mm-hmm. voluptuous woman mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. needs to be taken yeah. care of? So first of all, screw you, Amber <laughs> Combi. Second of all, we're still buying your stuff. Yeah, we're still going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, but screw you. We don't like that you're doing it. We're allowed to speak up. I'm sorry, like, I love their jeans. And sometimes it's hard to find another jeans that I like. They have great bodysuits. Uh, yeah, they honestly have really great clothes. I'm like, listen, guys, like, you guys know what it's like. It's hard being a conservative because you can cancel all of these businesses, right? And you're like, well, I'm never going to shop them again, there again. But, like, now you have nowhere else to really shop. Like, you are supposed—it is great yeah. to shop your values. And when you can do it, like, Yakum Apparel, love their workout stuff. And I like to—like, we wear WSI stuff. And it's nice to be able to support something that has your values. And I get that. And I do want to support businesses that support me. But at the same time, there's not really another Abercrombie that's conservative. And you can be no. like, here's this boutique that's conservative, but I'm going to tell you it's not the style that I want. No. And the thing I will say about Abercrombie is that they, you know, I've read through these quotes, but they never really came out and said, mm-hmm. we're pushing this, we're pushing that. It was more so... The the line that everyone was getting so fed up with and that documentary was was released and it was just a hate piece on white people. It was one of the racist things I've ever seen in my life. I don't care. You come after me, whatever. You're white, you don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. But what those people were saying in that documentary was very racist. Um, it doesn't matter. Clothes are clothes. A piece of clothing is not gonna be racist. A piece of clothing is not going to be fat phobic. A piece of clothing is not going to be transphobic. It's clothes, okay? <laughs> it's just clothes. Just clothes. <laughs> just let me add to cart. Let me just add to cart. Yeah, let me add to cart without feeling a hint of guilt. Let me just buy it. I want buyer's remorse and that's it. Let my wallet cry, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Well... I know that was kind of a different topic for us. We, we but we just had to discuss. Yeah, we had to. Discuss. We had to. Because everyone loves Amber Combi. Like, yeah. all these girls are posting about it, and it's everywhere. And yeah. it's like one of these brands that they're just not going away, right? Like I mean, granted, been- if you walk up to some random girl, like, oh, my God, I love your pants. Where'd you get them? They're going to say Abercrombie. Yeah, and it's or Zara. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's always, like, the jeans. They're always Amber Combi. And, like, it's just, like, a huge fashion thing. And it's not a brand that's not going away. It's been there, like, as I was growing up. It's still here. It's still very relevant. So it's one of those yeah. things that it's just going to be here. So you got to just get used to it. And like, it's unfortunately. Well, yeah, the, the the direction they've gone now, I think they're going to be around for a long yeah. time. Which is great for them. Because we can also acknowledge, like, I think it's important, like, just as you can appreciate music as a conservative and be like, oh, that person's a liberal, but I still like their music because I can appreciate good music. Like, I'm a conservative and I can appreciate good fashion, even though our values don't align. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift. She's not conservative, but like you have to understand that like you have to appreciate something for what it is. Maybe it's a reverse psychology thing. Maybe we just as conservatives just start buying up all the Abercrombie and then promoting it on social media and being yeah. like, see, Aber- conservatives I'm wear a Abercrombie conservative too. I'm wearing Abercrombie. <laughs> yeah. Conservatives love Abercrombie. Yeah. Look how stylish we are. We can be stylish, too, without, uh, you know, catering to the woke mob. It's it's a hard topic, and I know, like, a lot of conservatives are really gung-ho and, like, no, you should only—you don't shop Lululemon because they're not conservative. But, like, okay, well, I need good workout clothes. I'm sorry. There's, like, there's not always going to be an alternative, and sometimes it's not as easy as, well, just don't shop there. Yeah. 
Sometimes, like, in my opinion, I'm not there yet. I love Nikes. I can't cancel Nike because I love my Nike shoes. I love working out in them. Well, I think that there's, like, everyone has, like, a brand or, like, something that they like that there's not a good equivalent to in the conservative market. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you just can't get rid of, like, they're, like, cancel Target. Makeup. Mm. I mean, there's so so many ads now with guys and makeup, and I'm like... Mm -hmm. Why? I, w- I want to buy the product. Yeah. But I don't like it that you're putting it on a man. Yep. So it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is, guys. It's very unfortunate. We can, but, and we're also like, work hard. Try to make the world better in a different way. Like, go yeah. preach your values. Stand, stay true wear, to Wear Abercrombie and be like, yeah, I wear Abercrombie and I'm conservative. And then blast them and be like, yeah, look, I can wear it too. Yeah. We all can wear it. How about be inclusive to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> even conservatives. Even, con- even conservatives. Yeah. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you get notified every time we go live or every time we drop a new video. Uh, follow us on X. <laughs> X? Twitter? It's weird to say. Um, that's a fairly new account. It's at girlsgone underscore right. And mm-hmm. we will put that on the screen for you and drop a link in the description below. We will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.